Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show, sponsored by Unibet. This is your Punchstown Festival Day One Preview. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm delighted to be joined by Ed Quigley uh, as we look ahead to the Tuesday at the Punchstown Festival. We're recording this on Monday afternoon, so the day before um, racing. It was meant to be Ed and Andy, but Andy, life has got in the way for Andy Holding, the man who can find a tip in any race you give him across any sport. So Ed, the pressure's on you to, to, to carry <laughs> us through these first two days. Yeah, as long as you don't ask me for Eurovision, because I know that's Andy's speciality, isn't it? He gets all these uh, <laughs> s- s- Swedish hipster songs he's got on his uh, Spotify playlist and uh, flags them up in advance. But no, yeah, as you say, punch us down. I'm here for the first couple of days to preview, and uh, it's a pretty good action, as we, as you would suggest. Uh, we've got the a little bit of an end of a season feel, a little bit of the, the Willie Mullins show, part nine for the season, mm. but nonetheless... There are some some quality contests and some some bigger field uh, kind of handicaps as well, where there's always value. So yeah, very much looking forward to it. And the first person to ever say the words Eurovision and hipster in the same sentence there, um, <laughs> I think I think you, you've given yourself away a little bit. Um, <laughs> you, I mean, are you a fan of of the Punchstown Festival? You know, I think you see some stuff on social media these days of of you know maybe does the racing quite live up to what we've seen recently when it comes to to the grand national festival at Aintree and the Cheltenham festival where do you stand yeah i mean it's a fair point uh, by the nature of where it is in the calendar um i think a lot of connections would be lying if they didn't say it was a, glor- a glorified afterthought you know you've got some horses here who are trained for Cheltenham they perhaps rolled the dice at fairy house again and or went to Aintree or whatever and now they're rocking up here uh, at Punchestown, as you say, it does feel like it's a little bit after the ship has sailed or after the Lord Mayor show for some of them. But nonetheless, it's a relaxed vibe uh, and there are some real high quality horses on display. Fingers crossed at the time of recording, we're going to get the, the rematch, aren't we? A brave man's game in Gallop in the Champ, where Gallop in the Champ will be warm order. But over a slightly shorter trip and potentially slightly better ground, uh, it makes it very interesting with the Paul Nichols runner in there. So, yeah, look, you, you could always find a way, especially on social media, to be negative about things. I think <laughs> as a general rule, it is more relaxed. You do see some funny results here by the nature of some horses have been on the go six, seven months, and it is a case of just going to the well once too often. Um, so, that I've, you know, like all good journalists, I don't have the actual information in front of me right now to back up my claim, but <laughs> I, I was going through through it, and there were some... Some wild turn-ups at this meeting in previous years. I remember Roberto Goldback winning the uh, the Punchstown Gold Cup. Planet of Sound, Philip Hobbs winning it at price. There's there've been a few. Uh, of course, there was absolute carnage, wasn't there? Um, where the uh, who was it? It was the storyteller ended up winning um, mm. when one of the horses was it. Albion photo got carried out, and about five horses crashed through the wing. And absolute bedlam at this meeting a few seasons ago. So by and large, uh, there, there is an, there are an upset or two. On the cards, it's, it's naturally just trying to define which ones is, is the fun part. Yeah, indeed. Um, and let's get into trying to do so. We're going to be recording a an episode for every single day of the Punchstown Festival, recording Tuesday now. We're going to record Wednesday straight afterwards, so keep an eye out for that. And then tomorrow, we'll record Thursday, and then we'll get back together on Thursday to record Friday and Saturday. So we're, we're these previews otherwise we know things can age very quickly and our sponsors unibet have a welcome offer as well for viewers and listeners to the odds checker betting show money back up to 40 pounds if your first racing bet loses plus a 10 pound casino bonus so make sure you check that out and uh, there are extra place 
races available with Unibet across the festival too. Um, so the 340, the first race we're going to cover here, uh, is one of those. So make sure you do check that out as well. Um, loads of really good offers from Unibet as ever. Um, so make sure if you haven't got an account, do go and sign up for it. Use the offer code and, and I'll try and uh, lead you through uh, the offers as we go too. Um, in terms of, of the opener, and I know it's not a race you've got a strong fancy in, but I'll just run through the market quickly now. Uh, night and day is the 130 favourite with uh, Unibet, uh, four to one. She could be anything, nine to two. Uh, Nikini, uh, 13 to two, Sailor V and the Model Kingdom. Uh, Walk with Paul and Lady Bank, both seven to one, 14 to one bar those. Um, this is the mayor's novice here over mm. over two miles. Any, any of these whatsoever? Yeah, indeed. As a general rule, we'll be against those right at the top of the market. Uh, I mean, night and day, big question marks to answer after the flop last time out. Uh, and Keeney and she, she could be anything uh, respected. And I, I suppose, especially in the in the form of she could be anything, uh, ran very well in defeat at the Champ Festival when uh, finishing sixth in, in the Mayor's Novices. But uh, I'd be interested in one a slightly bigger price each way. Uh, there was a mayor who ran in the same race at Cheltenham. Uh, that was the Model Kingdom for Noel Mead and Dennis O'Regan. Finished well down the field, but beaten so far out, it was almost too bad to be true, in my view. I think trailed home 16th, uh, the 21 runners that went to post that day. But uh, as I said, it, it for, for a mare who'd been in such good form previously, uh, I'm prepared to be a little bit forgiving there, put a line through it, because some of her form previous to that is really smart. Um, she can kind of replicate the run of when runner-up to uh, Imperon Pass in the uh, the Moscow Flyer back in January. Uh, she's not a million miles away from these, I think it's fair to say. And also, uh, you've got to factor in uh, the course of distance form. Uh, two wins and a placed effort from the three starts over the C&D. Uh, clearly loves it here as well. So, yeah, uh, there's, there's a lots of individuals in here, all, all with question marks. Um, so a tricky old little race to try and decipher uh, stakes to minimum in my view but the model kingdom uh, down in class will be fine with the ground uh, loves this venue the model kingdom each way for me in the 340 yeah, 13 to 2 uh, with Unibet there there's a couple of horses who come into this one off the back of a disappointing run in that Cheltenham uh, Mare's Novice Lady Bank another one who did mm. to Princess Zoe second time out which is a fair bit of form on to the second race uh, on the card on Tuesday at Punchdown is the 4.15, uh, the champion novice hurdle over an extended two miles, where Fasar Vega is the four to six favourite ahead of Diverged 130, Illitate Top 9 to 2, Founder 50 is 14 to 1, 33 to 1, about no looking back, all of those uh, with Unibet. And, you know, Fasar Vega found one, two goods. Uh, in the uh, Supreme Novice um, and Diverge finished third in that race. So, you know, we've basically got a repeat and Lete Tom um, yeah. finishing fifth. So uh, we've got almost a repeat of that race here. Do you expect there to be a mix up in, term of, in terms of the order they they, uh, they they chase home? Good question, George. I mean, um, the market suggesting Fasal Vega should get the job done here. And after yeah, that air of invincibility uh, evaporated, hasn't it, around Fasal Vega after the the absolute bomb out at Leopardstown, at least the run in the Supreme showed, you know, the horses back in working order and coming to two out, you thought had pretty much the field cooked, apart from Marine National, who doesn't line up here, um, kind of picked off Fasal Vega at the run in with a good turn of foot. I just wonder if Fasal Vega could do with a bit further. That's my kind of gut feeling uh, about Fasal Vega. And um, at the prices... I'll be interesting to to play diverge here again. Only, only small. Patrick Mullins taking the ride. 
But, uh, I mean, this horse created a real favourable impression uh, when winning here back in January. Yes, it was a maiden hurdle, but didn't have to come out first gear to win by 23 legs hard held. And then it's interesting, I was watching a replay of the, the Supreme earlier. And uh, I wonder if Patrick Mullins, if he had the ever another opportunity to ride the race again, to use that cliche, uh, he'd wondered if he'd get diverge much more prominent early. I mean, the horse was held up a long way off the pace uh, and was asked to cover a lot of ground from the rear. Now, my, when you saw it in real time, the first time I was there on the rails, I thought, crikey, diverge once further. Uh, maybe he was just outpaced. I just wonder if they perhaps overcooked the waiting tactics with diverge. He was flying up the hill. Um, and he was one of the few horses to really make ground up from from the rear, if you see what I'm saying. And so uh, interesting how the tactics will play out again here. Ilete Tompu, I thought, was the most underwhelming of those at the Charter Festival. There seemed to be no real excuses for the defeat and uh, wasn't able to replicate that form, which uh, saw him looking fantastic, of course, when uh, Fasal Vega bombed out at the, the Dublin Racing Festival. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's the, it's the Willie Mullins gallop. It's the, uh, the a replay of the Supreme, basically, about the winner. Obviously, the form's looking pretty tidy with uh, In the Pocket coming out and dining at the top table at Aintree. That was the horse, of course, sandwiched in between all of these when finishing fourth in the Supreme. But, uh, yeah, uh, I get it. It's, it's a bit of a non-answer to you, George. I'd probably expect a balance <laughs> Fasol, Fasol Vega to win. Uh, I do think Fasol Vega would, could do with further, and I do think Diverge... Is you know still has incredible untapped potential uh, from what we've seen so far. Good to be thrown from that maiden straight into the supreme. It was given a very patient ride and finished third, gaining on the leaders. I thought it was very good in in the circumstances. So yeah, tentative play on diverge in this one. Yeah, interesting to see what will happen with Fasar Vega going forwards. Um, you know, you mentioned there maybe needs further. Um, Unibet. 20 to 1 Fasal Vega uh, for the champion hurdle, 33 to 1 for, for the stayers, um, presuming that, that you know, st- keeps hurdling over the next mm. season. Incidentally, you need better have the, the most um, Cheltenham Festival races priced up um, amongst any bookie. They're basically everything priced up now. So you can go to Unibet and find all these prices now. Yeah, indeed. I mean, again, it's, it's whether they go chasing or not, I suppose, is the next equation, because something like the uh, mm. the Turner's chase of the intermediate trip, that's the kind of thing that springs to my mind, you know, not wishing the summer away at all. But uh, yeah, it, uh, but, <laughs> but, but, the, but the serious point is, I suppose, it, what is Fasal Vega going forward? You know, it'll be six rising seven going into the next National Hunt kind of uh, campaign. Is what angle, what route they want to go down to. Um, so say we've had no, uh, no cast iron ideas from Willie Mullins and I suppose he probably hasn't got them yet it is fair to say but it will be interesting if we can glean any clues in the aftermath but uh, all in all my, my gut feeling um, is Fasal Vega will be more effective over slightly further and say Diverge does bring a very unexposed tag to the table for this slightly raced five-year-old uh, son of Frankel and yep um, yeah tentative selection Diverge to cause a minor upset here. Fasal Vega, 8-1 to one for the Turners. So that is the shortest price. Fasal Vega is for a, a, a race at the festival next year. Diverge, though, the selection here at 130 for Eds. Uh, on then to the uh, handicap hurdle, again, over an extended two miles, where uh, Merlin Giant is the 4-1 to one favourite ahead of Brazil at 11-2. to two. Takeo, 6-1. to one. Uh, Biali Stock, 15-2. to two. Telecon and Lucky Max, both 8-1. to one. Tax for Max, 9-1. to 11-1, to one. Glan. And one last tango, um, Path de Rue, 12 to 1, 14 to 1 bar those. Five places here with Unibet. Um, and Ed, you've got a couple against the field. 
Yeah, indeed. I'm, I'm going to go two versus the field, and as you say, this is ultra competitive, as you would expect. Uh, you can make a case for at least half a dozen strongly, I thought, in here. But uh, uh, my, my main selection would be Takao down here, horse number 15 on your cards. Um, another Willie mm. Mullins uh, representative who, you know, when you, you look at the facts, um, was awful <laughs> uh, at Cheltenham uh, when sent off three to one favourite to win the Boodles, trailed home 19 out of the 21 that went to post. And again, as I said, there's, there's the reactionary reactions, as I called them, where in real time I thought, well, that was absolutely useless. It's not until you watch the race back. Um, I've now watched it back a couple of times. Takao has to go, if whatever way you want to slice it, into the pretty kind of unlucky slash didn't produce the jump at the right time uh, kind of notebook course because uh, Takao lost a little bit of ground four out, came back on the bridle and Root was travelling really powerfully and just starting to put it this way. If the horse pings three out, comes right into this and uh, is, is a major player in running, but made an absolute Horlicks uh, of three out. Uh, it was all sorts of scuffling and uh, essentially just dropped out the picture and was was eased down. Um, interesting, Mark Walsh's explanation to the steward saying he felt the horse was travelling powerfully until that mistake three out, which which knocked the stuffing out of him. And, you know, the kind of visual representation and what the, the jockey's explanation was do concur, I think, an ally to a large extent there. And uh, interesting that, of course, he gets to race off his Irish mark here of 130. Uh, I think he could still be very well treated. And as I said, I, I think I'd take that last time out's effort with a pinch of salt. His, his previous form to that, that reads pretty well, doesn't it, when finishing third uh, in the Spring Juvenile at the Dublin Racing Festival behind Garland Marceau. Uh, and lossy mouth that is top class form and uh, I know it's a few people on, on social media perhaps flagging up why Mark Walsh isn't on this time but um, someone more qualified than me will probably have to confirm it if I believe it's he can't do the weight uh, I believe the lowest he's been able to do in the last two calendar years is 10-5 so to get down to 10-3 for this uh, would be too much of a struggle which I think almost so by default he's had to to ride Brazil uh, in this race. So, yeah, Takao be my main selection. I'm forgiving type, George. And as I say, you watch that race back. He, he's going as good as anything in the Boodles until we're making a mess of three out. Uh, and I'm going to also, at double figure price, have another another bet in here. Path the row. Uh, Keith Donoghue mm. and Gavin Cromwell. Uh, the negatives first would be the yard are very quiet. I think they've had one winner in April. But I said, uh, again, yard form. You're only out form until you're in form. Uh, it's one of those juxtapositions, isn't it? You, you suddenly yard, suddenly go through purple patches. So I think you can get a little bit carried away with that form. And this horse is uh, a winner on his only previous start of a course of distance. And we've touched upon it at the start of the show, how some horses ran almost inexplicably bad at the Cheltenham Festival. And this uh, horse would very much be in that category because he really was on a bit of a roll coming into Cheltenham. He wasn't unfancied. He sent off 12 to 1 uh, to win the county. Never went a yard. Uh, I mean, he was beaten four out, if you see what I'm saying. So, again, it was almost so bad to be true that I, I, I take the positives out of it. If he, if he kind of come there with a chance and then weakened out of it and they said, well, that's kind of as good as he is, then I've been. Mm. But uh, as I said, I'm again, I'm going to I'm going to take the chance, put a line through that because the horse has got good form at this track. Uh, he was in pretty good nick coming into the coming into the county hurdle. It was one bad run. And I think he gets to race here for four pound lower mark than he contested at Cheltenham off one three seven. So uh, if the rains keep arriving as well, that won't be a problem. Something we haven't mentioned yet. Um, George is there. A fair bit of rain on Sunday into Monday. He softened it up. I believe it's yielding to soft 
at the time of recording with a, a few more showers around. So uh, if we do get it on the softer side, that is not going to be a problem for this horse who's got winning form on, on softer heavy. So, uh, yeah, I just thought he was another one. One bad run uh, at Cheltenham on the forgiving type. So, yeah, Path de Row and Tical are my two verses to field in the 450. But it's uh, it, it is fairly wide open by the nature of what it is. Great stuff. Yeah, that extra place for me about helping as well. A fifth of five they are uh, for this one. And Takao, six to one. Path the route, 12 to one. Ed's two selections in that 450. Um, if the 450 is a fairly open affair, um, we've got a six runner with a six runner field with a four to 11 favourite in the next, which is, of course, the champion chase. Um, where we've got an argument is the four to 11 favourite. Had a gentleman to me at four to one. Blue Lord, eight to one. Chacun pour soi, 20, uh, 25 to 1. Magical Days, just a bit shorter at 20 to 1. Rebel Gold is 33 to 1. Unibet will be boosting the price of four races on the Tuesday, and this is one of them. So if you go onto Unibet at 3 p.m. on Tuesday, you'll find the favourite uh, in the 4.15, the 5.25, the 6.35, and the 7.10 all boosted. And I think we can say there's no such thing as a certainty, Ed, in uh, in this game. But we can say with some degree of certainty that if you're Nergamin, is lining up here, then there'll be an argument who is being boosted because um, comes into this hot favourite after that scintillating dis- display at Presbury Park. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's an argument here. An argument should be a lot shorter, uh, in my view. Um, obviously, back-to-back champion chases. Again, you, people are already picking apart that run. Um, obviously, Edward Stone didn't give his running, and then the year before, Shishkin had pulled up after five yards, and everyone said, well, he hasn't actually beaten a racehorse yet, and all this, all this kind of jazz coming out. And there, there are merits in those arguments, but the point being, as you say, this horse, is, he, he's, the, he's the class act. Uh, official figures to tell you that. Unblemished record at this venue as well, which is something else to bear in mind. I, I've touched upon it, coming to Punchestown at the end of the season. Sometimes some horses are a little bit overcooked and they've they've had enough, but... You know, he's not had a hard campaign here, has he? He's had just the three starts. Um, he's two from two at the Punchestown Festival, dotted up in this race uh, 12 months ago on ground where there was a little bit of nervousness beforehand, kind of vibes about whether he'd handle. I think it was good good to yielding on that occasion. He was absolutely fine with it. And then uh, on the, the previous year, I think he, uh, he won by best part of 20 lengths hard held in the in the novice race over, over to C&D. So no problems with trip, track, ground, best horse in the race. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm flagging up an odds on shot, but the point being, I actually thought, um, <laughs> I actually thought the layers would be running for cover a bit more with an ergamine. Uh, I thought maybe one to five might be more realistic given I think Shaka Porsois gone, Rebel Gold's not good enough, Magic Days won't be good enough, uh, in my view. It, essentially, it's a three horse race. Uh, Gentleman to me is, is the inverted commas, the spring horse, isn't he? You know, he missed. His engagement at Cheltenham, where I actually think the ground might have gone against him, but he missed it with a, a respiratory infection, I believe, which is the second time he's had that in his career. Uh, comes in here, at least I suppose he's, he's a fresh horse. He wouldn't want to see too much more rain. That would be the, the thing with gentlemen to me. I mean, when he thumped Edward Stone at an entry a year ago, you know, it, it was beautiful ground. There was a lot of good in it. And he really accelerated away from them. Uh, the same as when uh, winning at Leopardstown Dublin Racing Festival, when he thumped Blue Lord. Of course, the ground was on the, the inverted commas, the spring side, and uh, he, he absolutely thrives on that type of ground. So, Brian, we don't get any more rain. I think, gentlemen, to me, uh, the market's got it right in that sense. I think he's the most likely to follow Nergamine home. Blue Lord has become the the joker in the pack here, and obviously he was one of my my biggest fancies, the, the Cheltenham mm. Festival. Um, I mean, I was taking on Shishkin 
Um, thinking, right, well, we'll get Shishkin beaten. The last thing I saw was Envoy Allen coming back and Blue Lord running like his legs were tied together. But um, horses make a, a mockery of you. But uh, the, the initial assumption and the consensus still is that when he simply did not stay uh, the Ryanair trip of the extended two and a half on the new course on soft ground and say trailed in eight of the nine runners. Again, though, it's just interesting to listen to the connections views and Paul Townend's explanation to the stewards. Uh, was he felt it not at any stage was the horse ever travelling? So, you know, maybe to uh, ascertain or say it was purely down to the trip Blue Lord failed to fire on, maybe a misplaced comment. It may just be the fact the horse just had an off day and he wouldn't have won over whatever the trip was. Um, he, he just seemed never seemed to be happy with him, according to, to Paul Townend. So, interesting, they're coming back in distance here. On balance, it probably will suit because uh, he can be a bit of a keen-going sort, but he's got questions to answer. Um, for all that, again, he does have good course form here. So, yeah, convoluted way of saying, I think Anurga means SP could easily end up being a lot shorter than what it is now. And uh, if the rains do arrive, Blue Lord will follow him home. The rains stay away and it drives back up to yielding by the time they come to post. I expect gentlemen to me to, um, to chase home Anurga means. So, yeah, Anurga nine, probably in his peak now. Um, you know, it'd be interesting the early exchanges next season whether Willie Mullins lets him and Al Fabiolo have a clash against each other or whether mm. they duck and dive. Um, that's probably the bigger picture point. But uh, yeah, Nogamine to beat Gentleman to me, unless we get a deluge, I'll, I'll swap him out, put him blue, Lord. Yeah, keep your eyes out on the weather forecast and check out Unibet where you can find, um, you know, you can see there um for a without market maybe or, or a forecast of course as well looking ahead to next year's champion chase as i say unibet have the most china festival races priced up and they've got anagamine as the five to two favorite ahead of alfabiolo at three to one so paying alfabiolo some serious respect there being uh, next to the the twice crowned champion chase winner in anergamine um no prices in the bumper the six o'clock so the final race because the 735 and the 745 also not priced up yet by unibet or anyone else for that matter uh, but we do have the champion novice chase over uh just over three miles where journey with me is the 11 to 4 favorite head of cigar hard at three to one classic getaway and appreciate it, both seven and two. James de Burley is the one that we're seeing lots of money for. All blue on the odds checker grid, seven to one for James de Burley. Uh, Ferranilli is nine to one. So a six-runner affair for this one. Ed, how do you see it going? Well, it's a, it's a funny old race, this, isn't it? Because this is a bit of a, a who's who of Willie Mullins' horses whose uh, reputations have ended up in tatters. Uh, this makes it a quite, quite interesting viewing here. Because uh, amazing if you said at the start of the season, well, Appreciate it, would have been beaten three times coming into the Punchestown Festival. You would have been shocked. Uh, yeah. After James after James de Burley won on Chase debut by half the track, you said that the horse wouldn't have landed a blow and dropped out the back of the television at Fairy House last time out. You'd have been shocked. So Gerhard, uh, again, jumped like a fridge freezer uh, uh, on, on debut and got away with it, was found out, went up to three miles at, uh, at Cheltenham, where, again, his jumping wasn't good enough. Uh, the consensus on the back of that was... He didn't stay the three miles either. Uh, so they dropped him back to two and a half at Fairy House. Um, and then he kind of looked out pace and stayed on. Now they're back up to three miles again. So it's an absolute uh, rogues gallery in, in many respects for all that they are. Very high class individuals. I appreciate it. So I say now goes up to three miles. And again, I'm not privy to the the jockey politics arrangements here, but you'd imagine Paul Townend had an open book to pick who he was going to ride. Um, and yet, avoids to Gerhard to stick with Appreciate It, 
who goes up to the three miles for the first time since his point-to-point days, tongue time for the first time, all a bit of a head-scratcher. I mean, uh, Sir Gerhard has awful form at the Punchestown Festival. That is something to bear in mind. So I don't know whether that has swayed Paul's thinking uh, in, in that respect. But, um, yeah, he was turned over, wasn't he? His four-to-seven favourite last year um, when Mighty Potter beat him. Uh, and then he was he was odds-on favourite in the bumper here two years ago. Uh, when he was beaten. So just something to bear in mind. So, uh, yeah, I think this holds about all of them. James de Burley, interesting up to three miles, but not for me. I'm with Journey with me here, who I just think has got the, the better prep. As I said, this is, um, I've, I spoke earlier about afterthoughts and long battles and long seasons and um, Henry de Bromhead and Robbie Power, of course, speaking on behalf, Henry de Bromhead said, look, we're going to avoid Cheltenham and we'll look for some uh, some back-end targets. So Pudgestown probably will be the aim. So I, I think they've had this race in mind for quite a while. Uh, as I said, with appreciate it in Sir Gerhard, uh, especially it very much feels like a, we're just trying to find a way to get the horse back in the winner's enclosure. And so mm. I think Julian Mee is going to have the perfect prep for this one too. His last three starts, of course, the, the, the feet sandwiched in between them uh, was when beaten half a length by Impervious. And that form... She so had significant boost uh, when she jumped superbly uh, to win the mayor's race, the mayor's chase at the Cheltenham Festival. And uh, yeah, I think Journey with Me, the solid one, and I think will uh, improve going up to a proper staying trip. Uh, it looked as though stamina was very much the trump card when winning on deep ground at Nace last time out. And the same again, um, funny enough, in defeat against Impervious, I thought over an extra half a mile. Um, would would have returned the form with uh, with Cole Murphy's mare there. So yeah, I, I like Journey with Me. The fresher campaign, uh, I think we targeted at this for some time. Ground will be absolutely fine. I do think going three miles for the first time over fences uh, will be of real benefit. Uh, as I had the one start over three miles. Funny enough, was it this meeting a year ago um, when trailing in, beating about forty odd lengths over hurdles? But that was on the back of taking a really nasty fall at the Cheltenham Festival. Um, you know, dotted up on the only previous start of a three miles in a point to point. So, uh, yeah, journey with me would be the one for me because there are just huge question marks about a lot of these. So I should it'd be remiss of me if I didn't touch on classic getaway, who is a, a mm. little bit of an unknown quantity, a proper Jekyll and Hyde kind of profile to this horse. Uh, you know, what a maiden hurdle at Punchstown last year. And then it went totally west and uh, went pulled up um, in the Albert Bartlett. Uh, and then was last seen last November uh, beating Manella Kakuna, which form in itself isn't all that good, uh, then had a setback, now comes here after 150 days off. So a little bit of guesswork as to what we've really got with Classic Getaway here. And I, I suppose the market uh, close to the off will will be the best guide here. But yeah, journey with me to spoil the uh, the Willie Martins road gallery would be the way I'd phrase it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, journey with me, 11 to 4 favourite here uh, with Unibet there in the 635. Uh, anything to add in those races without any any prices, any, anything you've seen? No, absolutely nothing in the 6 o'clock, the 710 or the 745. Powder dry very much for those. Great. Well, let's uh, say farewell and then we can get on to day two in just a second. Uh, but thank you very much to Ed for sharing his tips and insight with us ahead of day one at the Punchdown Festival. And thank you to our sponsors, Unibet on the Odds Checker Betting Show. Loads of offers they've got. As I say, if you're a new customer, you can sign up, click on the link below. Money back up to £40 if your first racing bet loses. Surely it won't know if you follow Ed in. Uh, and £10 casino bonus as well. Extra place races available across the whole festival, uh, including the 3.40, the 4.50, the 6 o'clock and the 7.45 on Tuesday. 
and boosting the price of the favourite uh, from three o'clock on the day of racing and the 4.15, 5.25, and 7.10. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Odds Checker YouTube channel where you can find all of the Odds Checker betting shows. We're doing one for every day of the festival this week, so check that out there. We're going to record day two now, so make sure you head over and watch that. But uh, hopefully a couple of winners in there. Please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly.